Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. We go on to another brysa. Starts, of course, with the key words that always introduce a brysa. Tafresh, Tanarabana. Ner Hanukkah, Mitzvah, Lahanicha, Al Pesach, Beso, Mibachutz. So here again we see, although we talked about it in the past, the Bryce is telling us that the place to put it is outside of your house. Now, we saw a Machlokas Rashi and Tosvos before. How close is it to the Rishul Sarabim? Is it in the Rishul Sarabim? Is it right before? Um, Let's say a person has a courtyard in front of his house. Uh, does it go as far to the Rishul Sarabim as possible? That was one of the questions that we had. Seems to be Machlokas Rashi Vitosos. Imayador Ba'aliyah. If it's, if again, we talked about this before, Aliyah meant a first, a second floor. Remember, uh, the way it worked. It's sort of like a motel that you go up the outside ladder to the second floor. But you don't, therefore, seemingly have a particular space that you can use other than to walk through. You can't put your menorah there. So then, as we said, that person doesn't on the inside. And this is where we get the model for many American and people Jews outside of Eretz Yisrael, the chalon. Again, we've talked about in this forum and on our Shuv Saposkim shir that I gave the other day of with uh, speaking about Reb David Feinstein's psak and other times we've talked about what is it that we do uh, and we're going to talk about that in a second and again um, how much uh, w- w- what emphasis should be placed on through the window how much emphasis should be placed on for the people in the house vidayo. <laughs> We also mentioned last week, it's up on the podcast and you can hear it uh, if you want to listen to it again. What is the idea of Sakana that's being mentioned here? Uh, we already did the Rashi um, um, and, and, and we did also um, uh, the Tosvos uh, as well about what the Sakana is. Was it a Sakana they'd be killed for? Was it real pikuach nefesh? Was it just starting up with them and losing some of our political capital with them and making things difficult in the future? This was all part of what the word sakana means. Interesting that, uh, you know, we take a look at the word sakana in the Gemara. If you take a look at this footnote, Girsis Rav Prachia of Achuvis Baleateisvis Meaning, in other Rishonim, when they quote our Gemara, they replace the word with the word Shmad. Now, you know, again, uh, I'm going to step back for a second. Shmad is conversion. They force you to convert. Right. So there, Hanach, it's a, you, you could take the word Sakona and be elastic with it and say, it's still a Sakona today. It is? Yeah. Look at Charlottesville. It's still a sakana today. Hmm. I guess so. Right? Is it shmad? You know what I'm saying? In, in other words, the word sakana is much more of an elastic term that could, in some people's mind, explain 
our whole life here. So even though people will say America is the safest place, North America, it's great, it's beautiful, melting pot, quilt of religions, however you want to describe it, Canada versus America. Is there Sakana, right? Is there a Sakana? Yeah, when you hear about, you know, the, the hate groups, you hear about the possibilities, you hear about people that, you know, I remember uh, Sheila will appreciate this. Uh, I don't know if, if you will, Henoch, but you remember um, in, in the, uh, there are neighborhoods like Lincolnwood and Saganash, right off of where West Rutgers Park is, that during this season, when everybody is putting out the Christmas lights, people travel there in order to look at the homes be decked with the lights. It's like something to look at, something to, to enjoy. And people come from other neighborhoods to see it. And, you know, I, I've noticed that in some, can you imagine that next to uh, one of those houses, there's some rich Jew who decides, I'm going to put up the mensch on the bench, right? I'm going to put, instead of the elf on the shelf, I'm going to have a giant, some Hanukkah symbols. And you do see that in, in, in some homes today. I'm not talking about a, a menorah. I'm talking about Hanukkah decorations that match Christmas decorations, couldn't you see some of the people saying, what is it with these guys, right? And, and, and really, you know, trashing the house or doing something or, 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 or doing something negative. Again, what I'm trying to say is, is, that, is that it's not the pogrom era. We're not, we're not going to be accused of, of killing uh, Gentile children and using their blood to bake matzahs. But there is a bubbling, um, you know, a, a resentment that is there. And, you know, just go a couple of months ago, right? What did uh, she say? Uh, Cortez, it's all about the Benjamins, right? And uh, when they see, you know, Jews making a public display, it's something that earns the ire. So the, again, I, I don't know if I'm, if, if I'm engaging in speculation, but I think the word Sakana might have been taken, and you can see if that was the text, that could be taken to our times. I don't know if we can call this a Shas Hashmad, though. Anyway, just, just a little point there. Okay. Um, one of the things, though, I think we need to talk about is whatever the Shas Sakana was, it sounds like the man only had one table in his house. And being on that table is going to lead to Rav's statement to be, And the reason is, is because you don't want to be able to use, it sounds again like we saw the Psak of Rav, that was up here, the Psak of Rav, And that was the Psak that, by the way, went against Rav and against Rav Huna. That was the Chiddush that Abaya heard that it was Osr Lishta and that seems to be what Rav is basing himself on. That you need, you can't be Mishtamesh with the Or of the Ner Hanukkah, and we have, a, if you are living in that period where there's only one table in a small room, the house is not a big house, 
So you have a problem being mishtamish with that. That's where, as Shiva pointed out, the shamus uh, becomes the uh, a new identity in order to use that one. That's the one that you're being mishtamish with. That's the or that you're being mishtamish with. So when we take a look at this Aleph that we know is the Vilna Gon, and we take it up over here, let's see what it says. Lishtamish Ora, you've already been with me long enough, you know what this is, everybody, right? Tuf Aleph Mem. Right? So, Tevos Elu Mochukim. Get rid of those words. Get rid of the words, Lishtamish Ora. Tzorach Ner Acheres. Okay. Let's think about why the Vilna Gon took those words out. It could be the reason why is because you, you know why you need a Nerachiris? You need a Nerachiris because it has to be clear that this is the mitzvah. Not because I need to read or enjoy, whatever Hishtamshus means needs to be done with the Shamis. Or, or your other light, it's because if all the only light you have in the house is the Hanukkah licht, since sometimes you do use other lights, like Hanukkah is saying, there needs to be a distinction between the Hanukkah light and this light, not because it's us or to use it. It might, that, whether that's true or not is not the point. But the fundamental reason why you need another uh, lamp or something is because otherwise you are not recognizing, despite the fact that you made a bracha on it, you're not recognizing it as the Hanukkah menorah. Then, why, is, then Rabbi, then why is it that some day is whole, uh, like uh, uh, that you could just light one light and your yitz is on? Right, because it's special. You, you, okay, Hanukkah. It doesn't necessarily need to pack the powerful message of the story of the miracle of it lasted one and now it's two and now it's three. And it's, it's telling a story about the miracle. Like it's telling again, when we do it like Mahadran and a Mahadran, we are telegraphing a story about the miracle. That's not necessary. It's great if you can do that, but you don't have to do that. However, it still needs to be understood for the people in the house as a mitzvah light. What does the mitzvah mean? You got to light it. Does it say anything about the, the miracle? No. However, it does say something about the fact that there is a mitzvah to do it. And it's not just here because tonight I decided to have a little more light in the house because I'm going to sleep a little bit later. That's why you need Neracheres. You need Neracheres for that reason, but not because you need to use the Neracheres. The Neracheres indicates what the Nerachanika is, that the Nerachanika is the special one. It's only by having two that you realize this one must be special. Okay? That's what I would say the reason why the Gon took that out. Um, when we talk about Rav's halacha, not using the Ner Hanukkah, she'yehe nikr shehu ner mitzvah. It's not so much the 
the reason why, you, again, this would be, let's say it was outside. Why? Because everyone needs to see that you did it for the sake of the mitzvah. So that it's not so much, and remember when Rabbi Paul was with us last week, I mentioned that it's not so much like, oh, it's got to be like the menorah of the Beis HaMikdosh. The reason why uh, it's considered um, is in order to give greater emphasis to the Ner Hanukkah. So now that you're moving it inside, Rava says, you better have a second light. Otherwise, the, it, it, we don't get the complete emphasis of the, the, of the menorah. Okay, so now we understand. I think that is the clearest way to understand the Vilna Gon's note. And let's look at the next thing. Okay. What is a Madura? A torch. A torch. Okay. It's a little bit more than just a torch, though. Um, Think about um, Annette and Frankie on the beach, and it's getting dark, right? And one of those tiki lights? No, like a big bonfire. In other oh, words, okay. a Madura is sort of like, yeah, you know. So, in other words, so what you what you do is you have in your house you've lit, and the Madura does two things, Henoch and Sheila. Obviously, it creates warmth, like those people when the beach gets cold, and that's why you make the bonfire on the beach, right? Because the beach gets can become much colder than it is during the day. So, imagine that that bonfire that you make with all the sticks, the Madura. It's a fire pit? Yeah, and but it does two things. It gives warmth and light. So therefore, if you have a Madora, so, hey, I don't need to have any special light in the house today. I don't need a special... I can see clearly from the Madora. The Madora is giving... How much house are you going to have left if you have a... <laughs> All right, so it's not as big as the... It, it's not huge, but it, but it's enough pieces of wood together not not necessarily in a fire, sort of like a fireplace, but you know, again, you're, you're keeping your distance. You know, you don't have the the linen tablecloth dangling uh, precariously over the flame. But you're sitting there saying, "Oh, yeah, it's nice and warm, and I can see everybody too." Yeah, if that's what you have, then you don't need to have a. Th- that takes care of heat and light. The Hanukkah menorah is obviously not there for light because there's enough light emanating from the Madora. So you don't need to have a ner acheret. A ner would be another candelabrum, another uh, container with oil and a wick. Well, you don't, that's what I was saying. Yes, Henoch, you are correct. The Madora is enough. You don't need, Rav is saying, if you're a, if you are, if you have a big enough house or you're the type of person that's, uh, that's cold, you don't need an Eracheres. Let's look at Rashi. Eika Madora Eish. Madora is a fire. Lotzarak Neracheret. Lefisha Mishtamesh or Hamedora. Because the Ora Medora is giving all the needs that you need, that what you but need. That, that Rashi disagrees with the grow. You're right. You are correct. Rashi using, you probably right. The fact that Rashi uses the words lefisha mishtamesh sounds like 
sounds like he had that gears in the Gemara. And, and I agree with you. I, the Rashi, that, nowadays, if we have another life going, is that considered like, does that serve its purpose and perhaps you wouldn't need a... Okay, very good point, Shiva. Let's finish the Rashi and go on to what you're saying. So the fact that your the, the, the Madora is enough, it gives heat and light, everybody knows that this other thing must be with Shei Mitzvah. So now she was extrapolating and saying that you wouldn't need a Shamus if today we all have electric lights in our house, most of us, right? Pay our bills and it's there. You don't need it for the light. Why are you lighting this candle? Why are you lighting this, 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 this menorah? It must be that it's for the sake of a mitzvah. You're correct. You wouldn't need to have a separate nair. You're correct. Um, I would say uh, uh, an interesting question, and I'm not sure how to deal with this. You know, I, I, I'm sure there are svarim about it. Lighting up in the uh, northern climates, what do they do um, in, in the land of the midnight sun? What do they do up in even Calgary uh, is, it, 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 at this time of year in Saskatchewan? And Saskatoon, up in the the uh, northern territories, up there in Juneau and Anchorage. What time sunset in Juneau tonight? Now, right? Um. So when do they light? Yeah, like the two-hour span of night or something. Right. Do they have to? Do they have to wait, or do they light? Right. Yeah. Um, do they light when we consider it? Uh, right, it's, 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 a, it's a good question, but let's Actually, say sunset today is 312 in Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> did you look? Oh, oh, oh you looked that up? Yeah. yeah, so when oh, so it's probably easier. They have, yeah. they, have the, they have the super long winters, right? So yeah, got, right, but but yeah, okay. Where would where would sunset where would it be in in um in New South? Where would it be now that uh it's the opposite? Would well, in like, Australia or like in, 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 in Tierra del Fuego, yeah, somewhere in South America. <laughs> so, again, if you're lighting in Tierra del Fuego, um, sunset tonight is almost 10 o'clock, and the daylight is 17 hours. So, would you light? <laughs> you'd have to, right? You'd have to light at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I'm not sure if they did. I, 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 something tells me that if you live in these extreme places, that you could light after Plaga Mincha, and you mm-hmm. would probably light when it was when you could daven Mariv. Would it be you, similar to taking in Shabbos early? Yes, and the question would be: Would you be considered a Machal Shabbos? Before ten mm-hmm. o'clock at night, but you could definitely daven marav and Hanukkah is a mitzvah the rabbanon. Uh-huh. So I would say that if someone is living in Tierra del Fuego, and which is you know here's your city, Ushaya, you know why couldn't there be Jews there? You don't think there's a Chabad house there? That's what I say. This only applies to the Lubavitch. <laughs> All right. So whether there are Jews in, in Tierra del Fuego in, in, or in Barlioche. Clearly, I would say, again, I'm shooting from the hip here, but I would say that they would light 
when they could halachically daven mariv, which would be after plaga mincha. So, you know, if if you if you would if you would go to my zmanim, <laughs> if you want to do this a little bit more, I don't know if you're having fun like I am. That in these areas, it's light. It's technically early. It's late enough to daven mariv, so you could light Hanukkah licht. But you don't need the light because outside it's full of light for probably another two hours. So according to that, that's like a Medora. Why are you putting a Hanukkah light in here? Okay, it must be that it's Lashem Mitzvah. So that would be a, 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 would be another example of what Rava is telling us. Let's take a look at this. V'i Ika Adam Choshev. Who? Let's say there's an Adam Choshev. Afal Gab de Ika Madora. Sorech Nerachheres. Hmm. What is this Adam Choshev? Um, what is this Adam Choshev? Now, E Adam Choshev, who? He's the Adam Choshev. Meaning the guy who runs the house is an Adam Choshev. Right. So what? therefore, Rashi says, She'eno rogil li'ishtamesh or Medora. Oh, only, only us lowly folk. <laughs> so what, how does this Adam Choshev act? He's, an, he, he's an aristocrat. He doesn't read by the fire. <laughs> So even though so even though it's there, he says, "Oh, I see that we have a bonfire. <laughs> Quite nice, crackling there." So, but but he's not really reading. He's not really. Yeah, no, that's for the hoi polloi to read. <laughs> so, he, so he's sort of like staying away. Well, I, I guess I do appreciate the warmth, but of course I would never read by it. You know, now. So, in other words, for him, the Madora is only a Madora. Those, the rest of us, it's sort of like, uh, you'll be Michael the Marshal, but I remember when we lived in Mexico, um, and uh, we were able to uh, get a hold of a little, I remember I, I confiscated, I was the dorm counselor and the Rebbe and everything, so I confiscated from one of the kids, I confiscated a little TV that he had, like it was a little console that would that you could have, the. it was like a tiny, it was a radio and then at the end of the radio was a little square that you could you could get you could get the TV from. I don't know if you remember those things, but anyway. Yeah, I remember. This was in 1982. Yeah, that was so I so I took it home. Edge. I took it home. I said, "Yeah, I, it was black and white." I took it out. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's see what's on TV. And I remember they had commercials for um, commercials for. Clean it for napkins. The name of the, the, the napkin was LYS, LIS. And, and part of the commercial was it's a napkin or it's a tissue. Ah, you could use it for anything. Meaning they didn't have distinctions, right? To us, if I would ask, uh, do you have a tissue? And then I bring you a napkin, you'd apologize. But the less sophisticated you are, the more, yeah, you use it for everything. Yeah, my napkin, my tissue. Sleeve. Yeah. What? <laughs> your sleeve, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not, uh, but your Choshev, no, no, no. Uh, Autumn no. Choshev, I was, uh, Autumn Choshev yeah. asks for a napkin, uh, asks for. You don't, you don't bring him a tea towel, I know. Right, you, you don't bring him a nap. What's this? 
I'm not going to wipe my hands or, 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 or blow my nose in this. Give me, give me puffs or Kleenex. But you know what? That's a level of sophistication, of compartmentalizing. The Adam Choshev doesn't really need it, but as Rashi says, he's not going to be rogil there. So therefore, he needs to have the Nerachiris. And then Rashi emphasizes a little bit, maybe unnecessary uh, on first glance, De'ilo, lo avi heker. Because for him, and you see the heker is from where you're coming from. Especially since, although you're the one that lit, <laughs> you're lighting for your sensibility. You're the Adam Choshev, and you're lighting. However, you've got to be the, it's, the message has got to be to you, even though, of course, you, why else did you light? You lit, again, it's sort of a conundrum, right? It's sort of like, a, like here you are, you're lighting the, the nair. Obviously, you're doing it for a purpose. But since in your normal way of thinking, um, what would that nair be? You have a madora. Oh, that's going to be what I'm going to read from. You need another nair. So for you, you need that because the message has to be clear from where your sensibility is. Okay. So that is Rav's statement, which, if you think about it, again, it's really a statement for people who are lighting on the inside. Okay. Let's make a, a start in um, the next piece, which is probably the most famous statement. It's, it's a quote, by the way, from the Megillus Tynus. Um, the Megillus Tynus was like uh, the calendar that every Jew had to know, okay, which day do I need to fast? Which day do I, I can't, we make can't spade him for? And everybody had it like in the Shul calendar, okay, let's check the date. Then what was added was the reason behind that date. That was sort of like a brysa that went, in other words, it started primarily as a list of days and what the name of the day was. So, for example, you have Yom Nikinor. That was a day. Or whatever day it was called. That is a real day, by the way. And then you had Purim, Hanukkah. For everyone that was part of the original Mishnah, you had like a Gemara, sort of, which is in this case like a Brisa, that explained what it was. You didn't need it, but it was good to have to explain what is all these holidays about. So is that is that because of the Yuridas Hadiris? They didn't know anymore, or they didn't they didn't know the reasons for certain days. Okay, so I would say it's more the fact that they did not live in a, a an information age. Events occurred, Henoch, and then they were they were ensconced to be holidays, but there wasn't necessarily a written record that everybody had uh, access to. So a certain miracle occurred. The, the, the doors, the Nicanor, um, whatever they was, they, they beat this general and they hung up his thumbs. It was a great battle. Okay, the people that were there heard about it. The people that were part of it told their kids. But there are people living up in the boondocks who didn't know the event. They just heard, this is now a national holiday. Okay. Um, 
Is it Yeridus Adoros? In some sense, but but it might be Aliyah Adoros. Today, we know everything, right? Google it, Wikipedia it. So what they wanted to do, Hanukkah, was to send people the message. We have decided in our rabbinical wisdom that these are special days. Do not fast on this day, even though you had a bad, whatever it is, you had a bad dream, whatever the thing is, don't use this as a fast day. And if, if we could try to avoid it. Also, if you need to bury someone, Leoleno, don't you, today, no hespedim. No mail pickup, no garbage pickup. It's a national holiday. Okay, and then the reason is why. So you you had these documents that sort of meld together. But Menachem, one could exist without the other. Do I need to know why they're not picking up the garbage on Veterans Day? That it was the day that World War uh, One ended? 85% of Americans do not know that, right? <laughs> 85% of Americans do not know that the reason why November 11th is Veterans Day is because that was the armistice that was signed and World War I was over. Nobody knows that, right? And Memorial Day, is, is no one knows exactly what it is and what happened. A Memorial Day is for all wars. But why is it May? Why is it the last Sunday in May? Oh, right, I, I don't know that. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know. Nobody knows, right? Um, so <laughs> yeah, so that's the point. So you had, we know the day and here's the story behind the day. So here's the day, Hanukkah, eight days. Eight days. They are. Okay, so that's Aramaic, which is the rules. 25th day of Kislev, our days of Hanukkah, they are eight. No espadim, vidilo lihisanos bone, and don't fast. Okay, once again, my curiosity is piqued. What does the Vilna Gon have to say about this? Vidilo lihisanos bone, once again, tevas elu mochuk. Why is that taken out? Why didn't the Gon like that? You're not supposed to what? You're not supposed to make any hespedim. Why did he take out about fasting? Think that you could fast? Why does he take that out? Hmm? Why does he take out the words, the lowest sanos bahon? The foot, this footnote. related to your site and, and hespedim, maybe? Okay, well, we know you're not supposed to be maspid, right? Which means it's so special. Even though someone has died, we're going to, he's, he needs to forego that kavod because we cannot ruin the feeling of the day. All right? So, why do you need to tell me you don't fast that day? The reason is, is because, of course you don't fast. Because there are days that you're not supposed to fast, but you can still do a hesped. In other words, it's b'chalal masayim mona. If it's a day that you don't even make a hesped, despite the fact that someone has died and you want to give honor, obviously the level of yomtov type of manner that it has is a day that you're not going to be fasting, where you're going to be actually 
uh, hurting yourself, right? In other words, if the level of quote-unquote simcha that needs to be displayed is so strong that you're not even going to be masped someone, it's unnecessary to tell me that you don't fast, that you don't actually accept upon yourself the tribulation and the difficulty. How about the yurt site that falls then? Okay, so now you're asking what would be if you would have a reason to fast, right? What should you do? I would say the answer is no. It's if a yurt site occurred on Hanukkah, you don't fast on Hanukkah, even though you feel the pain of the person who has died. It's like it's like the mob. They're they're in jail. They're not in jail for lying. In other words, they can kill people, but certainly they could lie. <laughs> right. Good In other words, so both notes of the Vilna Gon that on today's page weren't because they weren't true. It's not because you're allowed to use the Ner Hanukkah. It's not because you're allowed to fast on Hanukkah. It's that it's unnecessary for it to be written, or it's, it gives the wrong impression when it's written. By writing the fact that you can't fast, you don't need to say that. Isn't it included from the fact that you don't give a hesped, that you're not fasting? So that, that I believe, is what the Vilna Gon, uh was after here. And it just goes to show you again what we talk about in terms of uh, of terminology being uh, sitting with you and sitting with you being exact. A Talmudist will quibble when there's something unnecessary, not just because it's wrong. It doesn't have to be, in, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be false for it to be, I, I guess it's a better way of saying it. It doesn't have to be false for it to be wrong. It could be wrong, even though it's technically true. And that and that's part of the type of sensitivity that Vilna Gon had when he was dealing with these texts. So tomorrow tomorrow we'll we'll get to the meat of the story. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.